Hello, everyone, and welcome to my podcast, Dash the Debt. Episode number five, Can Minimalism Work with Children in the Home? I am so excited to chat about this subject today. I have shared a lot of my personal journey to minimalism in my home with my family. And one of the top questions I get is how are you practicing minimalism when you have little kids in the home? And I really enjoy this question because it opens up such great conversation with so many different types of families with different ages of children in their household from little toddlers to teenagers. And we come to find out that we have a lot in common. So right now I have a three and a half year old and a one and a half year old with a third on the way. And right now we're in our journey to minimalism. We're practicing it. We are just in the thick of it. We started about a month and a half ago and we are very much enjoying the process and what we're learning. So many of you know the definition of minimalism, but I do want to clarify that there are many different areas on the spectrum. Some are a little more intense than others. So we are kind of in the middle where we are making minimalism work for our family. So don't be intimidated by the word. I know a lot of you will look it up, um, but just keep in mind that you can make it your own. There are no set rules and there are no set guidelines. Um, Just make it work for you. That's like one of my biggest mottos, especially um, for families. So let's jump into it. Um, Whenever I get that question, how am I making it work? I give a couple words of advice and they can take away what they want from it. And that's what I'm hoping to share on this episode. If something doesn't connect with you, then don't use it. But then if you do find an idea, of course, go for it and give it a try. There's really nothing to lose. So I'm going to go ahead and share what I'm doing with my family currently. So six weeks ago, I literally brought out all of my kids' belongings into our living room. I shared this on my Instagram account. Um, If you want to check it out, it's Dash of Plans. And what I did was just piled everything onto the floor. This included toys, blankets, clothes, shoes, puzzles, books, everything you can think of that your child owns. So I went ahead and placed it in our living room on the carpet one morning and created three piles. So one pile was junk, kind of just toys that no one else would be able to reuse. And then my second pile was my donation pile. And my third pile was our keep pile. So I did engage the children in this, of course. And it was really great because we got to sit down and ask the question, do you still love this toy and do you still want to play with it? And of course, I could help them along with that because they are still so young. So if these are toys they literally haven't touched in the last three months, it definitely went into the donation pile. And what was beautiful was that it was showing my children that giving is 
such a great feeling. And it is good to teach them young that giving means someone else can enjoy what you enjoyed in the past, which is something I really want to instill in them for their values. So we went ahead and did that. We separated our three piles and I went ahead and bagged up our donation and junk and I placed it straight into my trunk. I didn't put it back into their bedrooms. I didn't put it it back into the closets. I bagged it and went straight to my car and put it in the trunk. And I gave myself a week timeline to go donate and junk it, which is what I did. I want to say we had about eight to 15. So probably more about 15 bags of items that we donated. And it just really opened my eyes to how much stuff we had. And I think what it also shows is that we do a lot of mindless consuming. Um, For example, today we went to Barnes and Nobles and I wanted them to pick out some Christmas books. And of course, Lucas saw this stuffed animal, the Cliffords, in the aisle and wanted to buy one. And I told him, I said, Lucas, do you remember we just donated a bunch of stuffed animals? We don't need any more. And a toddler, of course, sometimes doesn't fully comprehend that. You know, they're still dealing with their emotions and understanding the word no. So the tantrum did start. And I did expect that. And what was great was that I stuck to my guns. Usually I would say, hey, you know what? Just get them the stuffed animal. It's not a big deal. You know, we just donated a bunch of stuff. But that is not lining up with my values that I am trying to shift right now with our family. So I asked him to put it back in the shelf. I told him to grab my hand if he did not want the book that we came in for, that we could go and leave the store without anything. And this really gave him time to sit back and absorb what I said to him. And, you know, as a parent, we just stay calm. We give them a choice and they choose. And if they want to throw a fit, they can, we can grab their hands and we just leave the store. And that's what we did. We left the store and I did get that little sense of mom guilt. Like, oh my goodness, Holly, you should have just gotten him the stuffed animal. You know, it's something he really liked and, (coughs) excuse me, something he really wanted just get it for him. And I had that little mom guilt itching in in me. But then as we were driving back home and I explained to him, I'm sorry you couldn't get that stuffed animal, buddy, but we'll go home and we'll play with the toys you have. And it faded. And I was really proud of myself because I stuck to our values. My son learned a lesson and we're teaching patience and gratitude at the same time. We're teaching that you're not going to always get what you want in life and you don't always need more. And I think that's so important to teach our kids at a young age because as they grow up, they are going to have more gratitude for what they have. And they're going to realize that, you know, you're going to get told no and it's okay. And you're still going to be happy. You're still going to have toys at home and you're still going to have fun. Life goes on. So we got home. He ran into the living room, grabbed all his Hot Wheel cars, started playing, having fun. 
And at that exact moment, I realized I made the right decision. I did not bring more junk into my house. (laughs) And he enjoyed the stuff he had at home. And that's what we have to remember. Our kids will forget about it. Just as adults, when we say no to an item, we usually forget about it. We don't really hold a grudge. We don't obsess about it. You know, we may sit there for a day or two wishing we would have bought that purse we really wanted. But you get home, you sit on it, you practice patience, you practice gratitude, and you move on. And that's the biggest values I think we took away from this. And I think the more and more we do it, the better we will get at it, the easier it will be. So that is my biggest tip when it comes to toys, you know, pull them all out, pull out all your kids items, pull out all the items from the garage. I know we have bins of toys sitting somewhere that we're not using, pull them out, look through it and ask yourself, are my children finding joy in these toys? Are they using them? Can we donate them? Will someone else find happiness with these toys? So that's the first step. I think very much being intentional with your spending and also giving away what you just don't need anymore. And that really will help create more of a minimalist lifestyle. And ever since practicing this and donating and not bringing more into my home, cleaning has been amazing and easy and doable. And it's also, I feel... Um, that it's created more play for my children. So let me give you a scenario. And I know I'm not the only one that has dealt with this. So usually our routine every afternoon when my kids would set out for free play, they would go into my son's room because that's where the majority of our bins are. They would unload all the bins. So I want to say we have about six bin full of toys, those little mini bins, unload it all onto the floor and then grab like one to three items and they would bring out the main toys they wanted to play with in the living room. So for my daughter, that could be Legos, that could be her dolls. For my son, that could be his car track or his um, magnet tiles. You know, it's pretty much the same thing every day. And then before nap time, I go into the room I clean up, and with the kids, usually, we put all their stuff back into the bins and put them away. And it made me really ask myself, so they are finding true joy and performing true play with a few items and ignoring everything else and making a mess during the process of it. So that was another way for me to minimize. I looked at what they were leaving behind I threw them in a bin and I would wait and see if one of them asked me for something. If Lucas asked for a specific Toy Story toy or if Naomi needed something like a specific doll, I would just wait. And if I didn't hear anything about it, it went to donation. And this is an amazing practice. And if you're not wanting to do that, you could also create a bin and save it for however long, three, six months, and put it in your toy rotation. And this is another good way to reduce waste and reduce spending 
is to rotate your toys. So, you know, three to six months, you unbin the toys and swap them out with something else. And it kind of seems like something new to them. They kind of forget about the toys and they find a new excitement. But technically, you didn't bring more items into your household, you know, and and that's a fun thing with kids. They kind of forget about things. You bring it back and they find this new joy in what they haven't seen in a while. So that's another avenue you can take if you don't feel like letting go quite yet, which I totally understand. So we talked about toys. Um, I do the same thing with books. I love donating books, daycares, wherever it may be. And books I'm usually donating are ones we're not really grabbing for. My kids love to do story time. They love reading their books with my husband and I. So um, we really pay attention to which ones they grab for, which ones they love. We keep those. And the ones that they kind of forgot about or they're not really interested anymore, we donate. Now let's move on to clothes and shoes. This is probably my favorite topic because this is kind of a tough one for people. Um, I've heard a lot of people say that they have closets full of clothes. They have drawers full of clothes. They have bins. And it gets really overwhelming. And... I still have little kids, but if you have high school age and middle school, this I feel will help your age group the most. When you're up getting ready for school, picking an outfit, you want that to take at least tops five to 10 minutes. You don't want to spend too much time doing that. So what you do is go through their clothes and donate what they're not wearing. And what's great is that I feel kids are very much the same as adults. I may just be, this is personal to me, but I'm not going to say for everyone, but I turn to the same pair of jeans. You know, I have two or three that I love, a couple t-shirts that I love, you know, staple items that I really enjoy week to week. And I believe kids are very much the same. So pay attention to what they're picking and what they're wearing and donate what they're not. If your kids are older, make an event out of it. You know, grab a snack, grab some drinks, get in the bedroom, unload all their clothes on the floor, hold them up and ask them like, hey, can we donate this? Do you want to donate this? Have you worn this in the past month? Two months? No? Okay, let's donate it. Let's get you more space in your room. And then it'll help them make choices the morning of when picking out their outfits. Instead of shifting through all their stuff, pick their staple items that they love and keep them. And if they're growing out of clothes, also put that in a separate bin and ask them to do it as well. You know, involve them in it because this is teaching them the process of donating and, you know, going through their stuff and um, helping you out as a mother and father too. So for me, um, I, in Lucas and Naomi's room, I have um, a chest and, you know, a lot of the time I'll put a shirt on them, it doesn't fit, or put socks on them, they don't fit. You know, whatever they're outgrowing, I throw in the trunk and I just keep it in there like three to six months, I'll go revisit it 
because they're still young. They're growing out of stuff like crazy. So every three to six months, I could definitely do a rotation. And at that three or six month mark, I go into their bin. I bag up everything very nicely and I go donate it. And this really prevents myself from having to do that same thing, trying on something and saying to myself, oh crap, this doesn't fit. (laughs) And just, you know, taking up more time, adding, you know, more unneeded stress, you know, just helping simplify the whole dressing process. And the same with shoes. If they're growing out of shoes, put them in a bin out of sight and donate them later on. And I think this will really help with minimizing clutter in their bedrooms, in their closets, and in their drawers. Last but not least, utensils. (laughs) I don't know, this may just be personal to me, but every time I go to Target, I find a new cute dishware set for the kids or a new cute water bottle, and I buy it. It was a pretty ridiculous amount of silverware and dishware I had for the kids (laughs) and in all the colors. And what was really nice, I donated probably a bag of their items, just got rid because I don't need my kitchen drawers filled with 20 cups, 20 plates, you know, more stuff to wash and put in the dishwasher. I didn't need that. And the main purpose for minimalism for me was definitely to reduce waste and to reduce my energy spent on these items that we honestly did not need. So I donated that and I only kept four plates, four bowls, four cups, and four of each for the silverware. I kept double of everything because I have two kids right now and it's been really nice. You know, I open up my cabinets, just pull out their stuff and we're good to go. And I don't feel like I'm washing a ton of dishes, you know, and it's helped me be less wasteful. And it's cut me from that habit of browsing in the Target aisles, picking up something else we don't need. You know, I don't need excess of stuff. And when we have too much stuff, it actually takes up energy from us. And as mothers, as fathers, we use up so much energy as is you know, being with our children, playing, engaging, um, breaking up fights, whatever it may be that we do day to day, instead of worrying about all the energy in cleaning and organizing, decluttering, and all of this stuff and dusting and maintaining all our stuff that can go more towards our kids or towards us, you know, at night. I know I'm not the only one. I had the habit a while back where I would just clean and clean and organize. And I finally got to this point of where I asked myself, is this what I want to do at night? You know, after spending all day being a mother, you know, and depleting my energy and finally getting the kids to bed, do I want to spend my last hour cleaning? And that was a big fat no for me. Because as human beings, as parents, or just even if you don't have kids, you need to recharge. You need me time. You need that time to just do whatever that fills your soul or gives you rest. 
We need that because we cannot run ourselves to the ground every night. So, you know, there's so many positives that come out of this. I know I've gotten the response of, I don't want to let go of stuff. And instead of focusing on the negative, you know, some people say I've spent so much money on this stuff. I don't want to let it go, you know, and I totally understand that. But if you shift your mindset and focus on what it will bring you and your family, time, energy, gratitude, thoughtfulness, all of the positive things, it's a lot more doable. And I and I had that mindset for a little bit where, you know, it was hard for me to let go of sentimental things, you know, things that I would think of like, oh my goodness, the rattle that Lucas had and on our Monterey trip or, you know, just these things you remember. And what helped me let go of these toys is that I had so many pictures of him with the toy. I don't have to keep the actual item. I have memories and I have photos of him with it. And the same with clothes. You know, that's another hard one for me. Letting go of baby clothes. And I'm not saying you have to get rid of everything. Like, I completely understand. I've kept, you know, five outfits that are really sentimental for me, for my children. That I just wanted to hold on to. But also remember that it's okay to let go. It's okay to make space. It's okay to free up energy. And freeing up space is just a beautiful thing. I love seeing empty drawers. I love seeing open space now. It's just very calming and freeing all at once. And it's something that we could all try. And if you just completely detest it, of course, don't keep doing it. But start small. Pick a drawer. Donate just one drawer of items, pick some stuff out. And then a month later, ask yourself, do I miss the things I let go of? And if you don't even think about it, you don't even remember it, then go to the next drawer and go at the pace that works for you. But I will say this, ever since I started minimizing and really thinking about my purchases and what I bought for my kids and just really thinking about what I consumed, I feel so much better. I feel a lot calmer. I feel a lot happier because I'm not so stressed about cleaning and organizing and cleaning up after the kids. I'm focusing my energy on other things. So I think that's the biggest win that I have found from starting this journey. And I'm going to keep sharing this with you all um, on my Instagram account. And reach out to me if you need help, if you want to chat, if you need ideas. But this episode, I really wanted to focus on how you can create a minimalist lifestyle for your children, for your family, and letting you know that it can work. Because in the end, as adults, we're in charge of what we purchase and what we bring into our home. And it's okay to say no to your kids. It's okay. They'll still love you. (laughs) They'll still have fun. They'll still play. And they'll still be great little humans. (laughs) But thank you so much for joining me on this episode. And we'll chat again soon.